The shadow pandemic focuses on the violation of women and girls. The rape of a mentally ill woman or any other individual is distressful, unwarranted, and a clear violation of their human rights and personhood. This video, which was filmed by onlookers, who failed to protect the victim from her abuser is disturbing and a clear devaluation of a woman. This is unacceptable and punishable conduct which must be addressed by the authorities. Welcome to Thinking Reimagined, produced by Live Abundantly. I am Dr. Amar, the founder of Live Abundantly. Live Abundantly is dedicated to investing in the community and promoting social change through education, social awareness, and advocacy. We believe justice, equality, diversity and inclusion are fundamental to global citizenry. Live Abundantly is a non-profit organization. We invite you to visit our website livesabundantly.com to learn more about our programs for women, youth and children. Live Abundantly endorses a change in mindset for the betterment of the global society. All right, you welcome back. Now, child rape is becoming prevalent across Nigeria as the crime is, is it's no longer restricted to young women. Children and toddlers are daily being robbed of their innocence. Yeah, Let, let's take this report uh, as a foundation to what we're about to talk about right mm. now. At the moment, sexual violence and abuse of babies and underage children have increased. In light of the rise in rape cases, especially that of underage children, the Alliance Against Domestic Violence and Abuse, a network of civil society organizations, NGOs and individuals came together. Incidences occur everywhere. The perpetrators are most times known to the victims. They are people they know, love and trust. We must make the security and safety of our children our number one priority. We have to prosecute those who rape children. They are pedophiles and pedophiles should be put on their national sexual registry. Kinsley Obom Ebulem, a concerned father, wants more men to stand against rape. Rape is seen as a male perpetrated crime. Every man is seen as a potential rapist. rapist. And so if you are a man and you are a man who abhors rape, rape, you need to speak up. At the moment, just a few cases have been resolved due to the lack of detailed investigations, including forensics and persecutions. Hmm. Now, uh, rape incidents and other forms of sexual assault are on the increase in Nigeria. We already established that. Now, most of these cases go unreported. But for the few that are reported uh, to law enforcement and constituted authority, they are rarely properly investigated, and if investigated at all, 
the perpetrators are not prosecuted. Mm, it's really disturbing. Now, a human rights lawyer, Evan Sufeli, says as at 2015, Nigeria had recorded only 18 rape convictions in its legal history. And according to him, some instances of rape are not recognized in the eyes of the law. Sometimes after medical examination, uh, we find no signs of force or bruising. The law does not recognize that as rape. That's a quote directly from yeah. the report there. Now, the death of a 14-year-old junior secondary school student, Obiamaka Orakwe, from violent rape in the last week of July 2017 and the mass sexual assault of secondary school girls that occurred outside the secondary school in Ikoi in May 2017 has once again brought the issue to the fore. Now, data from Mirabel Center shows that it had 574 recorded cases of sexual assault and rape between June 2016 and June 2017. The report revealed that 43% were between the ages of 11 and 17, uh, constituting the largest group of victims. Also, victims over the age of 23 were revealed to have constituted the smallest group at 10%. Now, the Tamar Sexual Assault Refer Referral uh, Center, Enugu, also said that it received reports of 472 separate cases of sexual assault in Enugu State between 2015 and 2016. The report indicated that 42 cases involved infants below 5 years. 86 incidents affected children between 6 and 10, while those from 11 to 17 were victims in 154 of the reported cases. Now, 159 incidents involved those between 18 and 29 years, while 31 other cases concerned victims 30 years and above. Now, the records also show that out of the 472 cases reported, 330, 354 rather, victims knew their perpetrators. And of the 354 perpetrators known, 52 were family members of the victims. Well, that's uh, really yeah. disturbing. I Very did. disturbing. Indeed. Now, joining us in the studio is the founder and executive director, Live Abundantly Empowerment, Dr. Ama Onyerima. Good morning, and thanks for joining us. Good morning, Nathan. Nice you know, to just, have you just reeling out all of that almost is depressing, but I will be remiss not to talk about your outlook. You look good. <laughs> and now this is the real through African eyes, people. It's a combination of the world. Yes. You know. The West but it's all right. meets, <laughs> meets Africa. Mm. Thank you. Yes, thank you and so thank much you for, uh, for joining us uh, this morning. Uh, we're trying not to get too emotional with all of this because what, what the question that comes to mind is, what what is it about a, 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 an infant, a newborn, that attracts an adult? How psychopathic is that? What is going on with us as a society? Well, to answer your question, it is a psychological thing, and we know that it has to do with behavior. So um, pedophiles, people who violate children, uh, have some sort of miswiring in their brain that causes them to see children and feel that they are attractive, and so they um, perpetrate these crimes. But we also know that uh, there's a case actually in today's newspaper about herbalists who are telling parents to violate their daughters because they're going to be wealthy or they're going to have good fortune, which is mind-boggling that not only do we have those who are ill, because I, I say they're ill, but also um, sane members of society, I like to think they're sane, are uh, encouraging parents to defile their children for the sake of wealth and um, 
enjoyment of life. I'm not quite sure. It's mentally disturbing to hear it and more has to be done. Uh, it has to be reported. Mm. Now, in, in this case, from the reports we hear, we hear these things every week, week in, week out. Mm -hmm. Are the cases increasing or it has always been the same, but there's just more reportage on them? I think it's a combination. It's always existed. Rape, violation of children or women has always existed. Um, we're becoming more socially aware. We're also becoming more open to discussing them. Um, but there also is an increased period. Uh, look at the numbers, 4,000 4, reported this year, and how many have actually been, been prosecuted? prosecuted. Mm. Uh, no, people are not talking about it, and when they do talk about it, some as if it's being given face value, which is why I actually advocate that it's time when people are reported that it go on the national registry. Now, if it takes the government or the prosecutors a year or two to prosecute, we all know what they've done and maybe that will uh, help stir this insanity that's currently going on. You are listening to Thinking Reimagined, changing the mindset for a better global society. Now, are parents getting too distracted with the cares of life that they're not bothering themselves about what's happening uh, to their little ones. Is that what may be at the root of this? Or is it there could, more to it? It could be. But you see, we have to understand our work as parents is to protect our children. Our work as a society is to protect our children. So we have to understand that children have a right to be protected from violence. Mm -hmm. And we as parents must protect them. So keeping quiet, staying silent, listening to family members say, oh, don't report it, or the father is the breadwinner, so please don't let anything happen to him, because if it does, we cannot take care of ourselves, is absolute nonsense. Especially when the father is a perpetrator? Especially when the father is a perpetrator. I don't know if people know this, but in Nigeria, the punishment for rape is 25 years. But, excuse me, the punishment for rape is life imprisonment. Mm -hmm. But the punishment for incest is 10 years. Are you telling me there's a difference between when you're violated by your own father as mm. opposed to when you're violated by a stranger? Mm. Wow, that, that's really disturbing. But if we have to take it from uh, uh, the family perspective, is it that the family parents are really failing in their primary responsibility of protecting their children or the, the society is becoming a little more violent than it's supposed to be? It's a combination of both. Families are failing to protect their children. And in cases where the children tell the parents or maybe tell their mother, the mother may not believe what the child is saying. Um, and then, of course, you've got the over-sexualization that occurs in the media. We've over-sexualized our children, particularly the girl child. And we need to be careful. So it's a combination of factors. Yes, parents are busy. I need to break busy. that down a little, over-sexualization of the children, especially in the media. Uh, internet? The, between the internet, the, the, the photographs. What exactly constitutes over-sexualization? Well, you only have to look at the videos. Uh, and you have to look at the way children behave and the way they dress and the way they present themselves. Um, sometimes they're over-sexualized, mm. do you understand? Mm. Uh, there are certain things that parents should do to show their children the right way to present themselves, but it also means that the parents have to present themselves in the right manner. Well, 
uh, because your children, you know, imitate what they see. They mimic what they see. Uh, so we have to be really careful. What are we exposing our children to? And is what we're exposing them to appropriate for their age? Because once they're exposed, if an uncle comes around and does the same thing, well, is it okay? Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But the reality is we all know when we're being violated, even children. But do they feel safe enough to report it to a parent or to a family member? And if they do, is it taken seriously? Mm -hmm. And when a case is reported, if you're not sure, report it to the police. Let the police investigate. There is a gender unit. It exists. So let's make good use of it. Mm -hmm. But more importantly, when it is reported to the police, it has to be prosecuted. Let me take you up on the issue of uh, dressing. Um, th there are many people who would say, when, when you say that uh, the way a child dresses, uh, you know, would, you know, in, in a seductive manner, would make this uh, would-be, um, you know, perpetrator more attracted to the kid. Uh, there's something I've noticed in the fashion industry today. It's like children are wearing what adult women wear, and the adult women are wearing what, what babies should be wearing. I don't know if you've noticed that. Is, is that playing a role in all of this? That's making the children actually appear like adults. Yes, there are times when children are wearing clothes that are inappropriate, but that is not an excuse for you to violate them. Mm -hmm. Do you understand? So if a child decides that they're going to wear shorts, it doesn't mean that you should violate them, or they're wearing a miniskirt. What a person wears does not give you license to violate them. But I do think that we need to be mindful of how we dress our children, how we present them. And um, the videos do not help. I'm not blaming the, the, in, the music industry or the entertainment industry, but I think we need to be mindful of the language we use and how we present ourselves and our children. All right, L let's focus a little on the boy child. Uh, mm. We know that any, that is not to say boys are not, or men or the male may not be victims of rape here and there, but we're focusing on the one that is very prevalent Rampant. here. Mm. Now, the act of rape starts in the mind, like you said earlier on. Mm -hmm. What role would the parents play in really grooming the next generation of male children that would not have this kind of thoughts in their minds? Well, we have to start culturally to understand that we treat women, females, as sexual objects. We treat them as um, individuals who should provide enjoyment and entertainment. But there's a lot more to women. We're beautiful creatures. We're equal to men. And so we have to start by training our children at a very young age that they must respect their female counterparts and grow up with that kind of mentality. And they cannot treat them in a disrespectful manner because when they see their parents doing that with their mothers, uh, with siblings, they're going to repeat it. Take the case of the children, Falamo issue. Mm -hmm. Where did they learn that behavior? And why is it acceptable? It's not, but they picked it up somewhere, mm. where? So in society, we have to treat women with respect. We have to treat girls yeah. with respect. I remember a jingle when we were kids that, mm. you know, would go, your life is a mirror through which the children look at life. Mm -hmm. So it's what you put out that they actually uh, take. Now, Nigeria is a signatory to the Child Rights Act uh, mm -hmm. that was put in place in 2003, uh, 2004. Uh, to what extent, really, are we applying this law to actually make it count when it comes to protecting 
our children? Well, let's start by saying that the Child Rights Act of uh, 2003 was only adopted by 24 of the 36 states. Mm. Why not all the states? Mm. And what is the issue? Some of the states do not like the fact that the age of consent is 18. They feel that if a girl has reached puberty, then she should be available mm. to males who are attracted to them or who want to marry them. But what does a 12-year-old or a 15-year-old know about life? Or, or about understand consent. about it? Exactly, mm. exactly. So everyone should adopt the Child Rights Act and it should be enforced. It's one thing to have policy and laws, it's another thing to follow through. And it's the follow through that's hurting us. You are listening to Thinking Reimagined, changing the mindset for a better global society. We have lots of cases of, from the reports we get and statistics. There are lots of broken homes these days in the, in the urban cities, even more than the villages or the hinterlands and all of that. Does, it, does this have any impact or any connection with what's going on with the rape of, uh, of uh, children, or the rape of uh, females and, and all of that? So I, I want to say this. One in four girls is being raped, that's what the data says, and one in ten boys is being raped or assaulted. That's just a word assault, sexual assault. Um, because Why are you using different words to describe the same thing that happens to the girl and the boy? Well, it's a morning show, but... Okay, okay, I understand that. You understand what yes. I'm saying. Mm. Yes. yes, there's mm. a difference. So let's just use the larger canvas mm -hmm. of sexual assault mm -hmm. as opposed to rape because being assaulted is an offense, but mm -hmm. being assaulted only gets 10 years. If you're raped, it's life. And if it's done by your family member, mm -hmm. it's only 10 years. So in, in this case, where do we start from? Mm -hmm. The government taking the first step or the family taking the first step? Who, who do we, where do we start from really? I say education. Issue. We need to start educating our children when they go to school what it means to respect one another. And as they go through, we need to teach them sexual education. We need to let them know what the laws are. What is the law? What does it mean to violate another student? What does it mean to bully another student? Sometimes your words can literally rape another human being. So we need to be mindful of that. So it starts with schools, it starts at home, and the community as a whole must increase knowledge and understanding of incest, rape, and as I always say, sexual assault. So how do you deal with the problem of stigmatization that wants you know, people to uh, just keep silent and not say anything? In the case of a father that rapes a, a, a girl, a little girl, she sees her father as a person who loves her and you know he touches touches her in you know suggestive ways and all of that as far as she's concerned she translates it into love it means love for her so how do you even begin to let her understand that look what is happening to you whether it's your father your neighbor or whoever is wrong starts with education First of all, we have to start with the awareness. So we need to increase awareness. Mm. Let's use all the platforms we have, newspaper, media, music, whatever platform you have, use it to create awareness. Once you understand that there's inappropriate touching, that's a violation, mm. then you show them a, um, samples, anecdotes of how it can occur. And once that occurs, then they have to report it. Mm -hmm. But parents have to take an active role. You can't allow religion and culture 
to prevent us from speaking up against something that we know it's wrong. But when people do bring that to the forefront, it must be acted on. The I wonder how do you even course. help such victims so that uh, they don't grow up becoming perpetrators themselves? So, you know, there's so many women walking around looking good and all of that, but they, they're victims. Deep down. Deep victims down. Of, yeah. of sexual assault. Absolutely. And they, they play it out one way or another in, in adulthood. How do you help such people? Um, counseling is probably the best way to go. Counseling, accepting that they have been violated, uh, reducing the level of stigmatization. Mm. You know, we stigmatize those who have been raped. Well, what do we do for the perpetrators? Which is why I advocate for a national sexual registry, which is made public. If you report and it's listed on a national sexual registry and you run it on television every day and people see their names on that list, they will stop. Mm. Nobody wants the public to know that they have violated a child. All right, Dr. Ama Huyerima, Executive Director, Light Live Abundantly. Thank you for coming on the program. Thank you for having me. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Keep right. looking good. <laughs> <laughs>